When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your complete tool centre. Proudly WA owned and operated for over 40 years. This is The Drive Show with Peter Vlahos. It was about that buy break in the middle of the season. I um, got home and um, was able to meet up with J.O. and Belly and um, yeah, obviously met them and I was um, yeah, really comfortable around them. So I reckon around that period is when I felt could lean towards Freo. That was Luke Jackson at the uh, press conference. Uh, first time he wore a uh, Fremantle Dockers uh, polo shirt yesterday and he looked pretty comfortable in it as well. A man that's been pivotal in getting Jackson to uh, Fremantle has been Luke Do- uh, Jason Dover. We can say Luke Dover. Jason Dover, the manager of Luke Jackson. Jason, thanks for your time. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> yeah, almost uh, put you together, but you have been almost together, haven't you, for this period of time? Manager, player, no doubt there's been a lot of communication and a lot of toing and froing as well. Uh, yeah, you do get to know your player well um, <clears throat> going through, you know, what we've been through this year, Luke and myself. So, um, yeah, we've spent a lot of time talking, a lot of time uh, together, a lot of time planning. So, um, yeah, not not quite Luke Dover yet, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, but close. But saying that... Uh, Speaking about Luke, family is very important to him, isn't it? Now, he, he stated that was one of the reasons uh, he wanted to come back. And even yesterday at the press conference, he had his family there. I know his brother spoke. They seem pretty connected, the family. Yeah, extremely close family. And I think um, probably, yeah, I think when you get drafted into state and, and go through the first couple of years that he went through with all the COVID restrictions and borders closed, probably makes family even more important to you when you're away from them and separated. So, yeah, big big factor in Luke's decision in, in coming home. And I, I reckon if the Melbourne Football Club was based in Perth, he wouldn't have ever really contemplated mm. leaving. He mentioned just in the uh, little bit of audio played there that he started thinking about it maybe mid-year is that when he came to you to see if there was a possibility of coming home? Oh, no. Nah, look, to be honest, it was probably something we first discussed over um, the sort of summer break around Christmas, New Year, um, just knowing that him coming out of contract in Melbourne um, in the year ahead was going to be a big thing. Melbourne had already come to us and wanted to do a presentation and start contract negotiations. So... It probably started that, that early in the piece um, at, at the start of the year, come sort of January before he went back to Melbourne. And then we agreed to um, talk to Melbourne, get a presentation and, and catch up round one over in Melbourne. And was at that stage we thought put on hold and probably then start to explore what other options might look like. Mm, it's interesting, actually, because you do manage some very high-profile people, Nat Fife being another, but... When you sit back and there's all this media conjecture about this player and what's happening and what was the latest and he's bought a house in Shelley and then he's all of a sudden bought a house in Coogee, do you sit back and have a bit of a chuckle? I do, Pete, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny when you know what the truth is. And, um, yeah, it's, I, think, I think we're in an industry now too where 
there's so many media, there's so much media uh, around AFL football, and there's so many different personalities involved in the media. And I think everyone likes to think they know what's going on, and everyone's looking for a headline or clickbait on social media or online. Um, so yeah, there's a bit of a stretch in terms of the truth half the time, and everyone seems to have a good source. But it's amazing how few people talk talk to myself or people that are actually close to it. So. Um, yeah, plenty of laughs along the way. Yeah, we saw Jason Horn Francis go back to Port Adelaide, maybe for the same reason that uh, maybe Luke wanted to head back to Perth. Now, you've dealt with a number of players. Is homesickness still a bit of an issue? Um, homesickness is a funny word because um, I've, I've always had the theory that if you get drafted into state and you're 18 years old, at some stage you're going to be homesick, like everyone's homesick or you never came from a good home. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it's just that draw home and you see some boys go, especially if they land in Melbourne and really settle in well and uh, and love the city and get a connection away from the footy club in terms of girlfriends or mates or join a golf club and that sort of thing. And I, I reckon like the time, the last three years while Luke was away with COVID restrictions and under protocols and you're not able to move around. Like he spent his first 12 months up up in a um, hub in a hotel on the Gold Coast. So that connection to Melbourne probably never really happened as a city. Um, and I think when you take those things into account, the draw homes even stronger for for a lot of the younger boys that have experienced that over their first two or three years in the in the system. You're saying he's young because he only turned what 21 about a couple of weeks ago. So he's still very young. Saying that, uh, you've dealt with a lot of footballers in time. How much maturity do you think there's still to come with Luke Jackson? Oh, I think a heap. I think a player of his type and style and, um, you know, you don't see many Ruckman at 20 years of age like he's played this year, even playing, let alone um, having influences on games. And as a 19-year-old, he turned turned a grand final in the third quarter in front of our eyes at Optus Stadium. And that's what makes him unique. And I think a lot of people are quick to judge him, but um, I think there's a huge upside still left. And, and just in terms of his own mentality and approach to the game, if, if anyone listened to the press conference um, yesterday that he first did at Fremantle, he's just desperate to get to work. And he must have said, I can't wait to get started, can't wait to get to work. And I think that's the character of, of Luke and what he'll bring to Fremantle, but also fit in with Fremantle. They've got such a great young group and, and, a, and a really mature um, aspect in terms of how they go about their business and being professional. And I think he's going to fit that really well and um, and hopefully, you know, also bring the experience that he's got playing again with a whole bunch of really talented, experienced people at Melbourne as well. So you got nothing but compliments for the Fremantle people that you dealt with uh, and the negotiators, Peter Bell and, and the others that you had to work with. Uh, you thought they did it and conducted themselves very professionally and, Deep down inside, I know they felt confident of getting uh, Luke Jackson. It was always going to go that way, Jason, but as a manager, I suppose you're open to other offers as well, aren't you? Yeah, I think it's our job as his management to explore what um, the do our due diligence and explore what his options are. Um, I must admit from the whole way um, and, the, and the outset with Fremantle, they've been so professional and I think it's a real credit to 
guys like Simon Garlick and Peter Bell, but in particular David Walls, who's heading up their list management area at the moment, just the way they're going about it in that off-field space. And uh, I think they've got a very clear plan in terms of the list they're trying to assemble. Um, they've been very targeted in terms of players they've gone after and who they think will fit their long-term goal of, of trying to win a flag for Fremantle. And so, yeah, my dealings with them were terrific. I think you can get into that trade period where clubs want to muck around. Clubs don't necessarily put their best foot forward from day one. Um, that wasn't the case with Fremantle. They came straight out last Monday and gave their first two picks from, from this year and next year onto the table and the negotiation then started mm. with Melbourne, which is a really good position to be able to start with and they and they didn't muck around. Mm. Did the West Coast Eagles uh, throw an option uh, if uh, things didn't fall in place with Fremantle, that that was go- maybe an option as well? Uh, it definitely was, yeah. We, we had a great meeting mid-year with West Coast. They were really impressive. The, uh, uh, the, the presentation they did and their pitch to Luke was, was really strong to, to, come, to come to West Coast and, and play next to Nick Nadanui, hopefully for a few years, and then potentially take over the number one ruck, ruck mantle. So that was um, certainly something that was considered. Um, I think from there, they, they also made an offer. And I think financially, the offer was really similar to what um, we've ended up accepting at Fremantle and the term wasn't wasn't much different either. Um, but it probably came down to Luke's preference and focus to try to get to Fremantle. And um, that's what we then turned towards as his management group and together with Fremantle and Melbourne, um, yeah, we were able to get it done. We... We still continued to talk to West Coast through the trade period and, and keep them across it, but they knew they were second in line and they knew the most likely um, outcome was that he was mm. going to end up at Fremantle. You make a good point there as a manager, is that sometimes you think that the managers make the deal on behalf of the players and they all they want to do is get a nice contract. They don't really in some ways care which club they go to as long as they get a really hefty contract. In this case, you left the final choice to Luke on where he wanted to go. You mentioned things were pretty similar, uh, but it was Fremantle where he always wanted to end it up. Yeah, I think, I mean, with the draft process and everything else and the way the AFL set up now, players don't get a lot of choice. Um, and I think when they do, it's probably our job as managers to educate them and say what their options are. And look, there'll be some players that just want to know who's going to put the biggest dollar signs in front of you and that's fine. Probably few of those players we we seem to manage. They, you know, a lot of our players like to know what their options are, what their role is going to be, who the coaches are, what the long term um, list management philosophy of the club is. You know, are they rebuilding? Are they in a window potentially to challenge for a flag? So, I, I like to yeah get all the information together, educate our players, sit down, sometimes make a decision with with them. Um, it was something Luke said to me that he was happy to process all the information, say what he wanted to do before he, before he made his um, decision. He wanted um, myself to tick it off with him, which was part of the process we worked through. And, yeah, I think he I think he did a really good job given how young he is and having to deal with the pressure and the expectation of, of everyone in the AFL this year and what his decision was going to be. He was terrific with the way he worked through it. Now, everyone's speculating what the actual deal was and the amount of money that the young 21-year-old, just turned 21-year-old, will get from next year. Uh, as I leave you, it wasn't all about money. If all of a sudden Fremantle's offer was a fraction short of, uh, you know, what was initially pitched, do you think he still would have gone to Fremantle? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, it's not It's not the dollars that have um, got him to Fremantle. 
Um, the, I mean, the offer was a great one from them. The offer one was a great one from Melbourne to stay um, for a guy who at the time was 20 years old. Um, and then the same with the offer from West Coast was an extremely good offer, and I'm sure um, the type of offer that they haven't probably made too readily to players recently. So, um, yeah, the, do- the dollars are good, but they're not they're not anywhere near what's been speculated and some of the crazy stuff that's been out there um, in the media. Mm. Um, no, nah, he's he's a 21 year old going to restart his career and hopefully he's focused on success and um, and ideally um, trying to win a flag for Fremantle, which he experienced um, you know in Perth last year for Melbourne, which was highlight of his career so far. But I know he's um, he's always thought if he could come home, be around family, friends, play in front of them every second week and um, create history at Fremantle. That would be huge as part of what he would like to achieve out of his career. You're a good operator, Jace. Uh, you really are. You've, you've got some very high-profile people in your barn and uh, you do some good work. And uh, we've just seen exactly with Luke Jackson how it all sort of panned out. Uh, no fuss. Uh, sit down a business, work through it, and in the end, it gets done. So congratulations on getting the deal. I know the Fremantle Footy Club and their supporters are just uh, so excited about next season. So I appreciate your time, mate, and uh, we'll keep in touch. Thanks for your time this afternoon. Good on you, Pete. I appreciate the kind words, mate. Good on you. Jason Dover, the manager of uh, Luke Jackson. Just uh, a couple of questions. So he's getting the big money, but had Fremantle even been maybe a fraction behind Melbourne and even West Coast, uh, Jason Dover believes he still would have ended up at Fremantle. It wasn't all about the money, according to his manager, who, as I said, does an outstanding job. You can join us on the Temper of Bedshed text line, 0487 736 736, or give us a call on the Scarborough Toyota open line, 13 12 55. We'll be back with more in just a moment.